Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. I'm Lee Gerstman, and I was banned from this podcast, and I'm not too happy about it. So, fuck these guys. Go to hell. So, here they are. Dr. Fuck and Wadzilla. Enjoy. I know I will, even if they did ban me. Fucking assholes. Hey, smack him a god, we're back, and with me is... Oh, yeah! Yeah, I told the alcoholic drinking some vodka. That's right. In our last episode, we went on and on about priests, and it ended up being a three-hour episode yeah. I put up, and uh, we're making this uh, review, actually, after we just finished another review, a candle mass review, so we're, uh, and that one already came up, so this is part two of The Priest, and we st- we, we're starting off with Defenders, and you know, it starts lovely, but it gets ugly. <laughs> So well, here we go. go I'm going to force everybody at gunpoint to listen. That's right. And to eat my ass alive, all you females. Ow! All right, let's get into it. Here's where we start talking about Defenders of the Faith. Defenders of the Faith, Ian. Yes, sir. Uh, I love this album, but I got to say, I, I don't know what it is about this album. Uh, a lot of people love it. And I do love it. I just, I don't think it's as good as Screaming for Vengeance, but there's some classic, classic songs on here. Uh, man, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think maybe it's the the last two. Heavy Duty and, and the title track really don't do that much for me. And I know a lot of people love it, but I've never been the biggest Free Wheel Burning fan. Wow. That's I, cool. I, I, don't, I don't hate it, but I just, I don't like it as much as everybody else but I, I i like the heaviness of it i like that that they came from an album that was heavy yet commercial and then you know the first track you hear the first single is like <laughs> you know what i mean they, they just come out all guns blazing you know no pun intended uh i respect that of it but i don't know but i mean there's you know jawbreaker uh rock hard right free it's 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 filler but i dig it but the Sentinel, fucking love that. Love bites, eat me alive. Uh, some heads are gonna roll. And, and to me, like uh, an, another track that really I fell in love with uh, through Metalology was uh, when the night comes down. I love that fucking song. Uh, I just don't think it's as strong, in my opinion, as Screaming for Vengeance. But I really, I do love the album. But to me, it, it's. It's not as solid as Screaming. What do you think? I like it more than Screaming. How do you like those apples? Hey, that's you crazy. You know, when uh, Free you're Wheel a, Burning... You're a wacky guy. Yeah, I am. Well, when Free Wheel Burning came out, I remember all my friends would get together and we all tried. It was like, you know, the, the, the test. Who can sing that part? You know? And I tried, man. And it was hard. And I remember my, Greg, my friend Greg Sarah. I don't know where the fuck he is today. He did it. He nailed it. But it was like, you know, it was the thing trying to do within my group of friends. <laughs> see, who could sing that part? You're, you're so much tougher than me. Me and my best friend would try to see who could do the part in Turning the Stone by, uh, by ELO. <laughs> oh, that's just as hard. 
<laughs> no, actually, but... it's not as hard because it's it's pretty much the same same words, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to do that in the car, and we'd sit there like, like you know, try to you know catch the other person fucking up. But uh, yeah, we didn't even tempt free well burning. <laughs> you know, when ELO did that live, when they were done, the whole fucking arena erupted. It was so cool to see Oh, that. I bet. I bet. But yeah, you know, free will burning. Holy fuck, man. And, you know, that song was like, God damn, this shit's heavy. It's kind of like Pantera with Far Beyond German. Shit, this shit's heavier than, you know, Screaming. Right. right. And then fucking Jawbreaker. I'll never forget the first time I heard Jawbreaker. When I fought about this album and that last scream, when he was Jawbreaker, it was like, I remember being in my bedroom going, Fuck! Yeah! You know, I was like screaming, you know, God damn, this is so good! And the I, Sentinel, I, one of the greatest uh, songs ever. And, and 84 was another really important year for metal, too. Yeah. You know. Eat Me Alive, the only song not played live that night. Uh, they played this whole album live except for Eat Me Alive uh, on that tour. Wow. So Eat Me Alive did come back, I believe, during um, uh, whatever tour they did before the reunion album, when Rob first came back. Uh, that's when they finally played. I think they did it in, you know, probably some, you know, other tours because I know it's on that right. live album. I don't listen to much. Right. Um, and uh, and and that and that was a song that made the Filthy Fifteen as well. That's right. I'm gonna force you at gunpoint to eat me alive. Now, you know, you think about it. It's like, well, you know, you're gonna force somebody at gunpoint to eat you alive, like, you know. What, like a cannibal? You know, it's like, I know it really means oral sex, but really? You know? I mean, to me, eat me alive is more like, you know, lick my ass. Eat my <laughs> eat my ass while I'm still alive. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think Rob's into that. <laughs> I don't think he's that sick. <laughs> I'm sicker than Rob Hoffman. But anyway, I love this album. And it's, uh, to me, it's like, I don't think Judas Priest has made a good album as this t- since Firepower. You know, I was I will take every album. Yes, yes, kids, Painkiller involved included. Uh, wow. I like I like Firepower more than Painkiller. Wow. Uh, yeah, I do. And you know, I've lived with it enough. Um, it's just it's just, and I love I love Painkiller. Don't get me wrong. I'll get we'll get into that when we get into that. All right. Well, now we go into my introduction of Judas Priest. And I remember it like it was yesterday. On the weekends, I used to go to my grandparents. And uh, and they had MTV. And, uh, man, that, that was a big deal, you know. Uh, during the week, I didn't have cable, you know. Kids today, man, you just don't know. But on the weekends, I had cable. I had HBO and shit like that. But most importantly, I had MTV. And MTV used to have a daily half-hour metal show. I believe it was Metal Mania, right? Yes. It was a half-hour uh, show. And this particular episode, Mark Goodman was hosting. And I, I, I think me and my grandfather had stopped somewhere. Uh, maybe like you know get groceries or something and I was I was like pissed because I wanted to hurry up because I wanted to catch Metal Mania and we get there and I get to catch the last song and it's Mark Goodman saying all right well it's been fun guest hosting and and you know I can't do an episode of Metal Mania without playing some Judas Priest and uh he played the video for Parental Guidance (laughs) 
And I absolutely loved it. But time frame here, man. I'm 12 years old. I'm 12 years old. I'm just getting into all this shit. You know, I'm listening to Asylum, you know, Night Songs, and, you know, everything else that's out around that time. Fucking, you know, Theater of Pain, shit like that. I heard Parental Guidance, and I was just like, fuck yeah. I love this shit. You know, I hadn't even heard Turbo Lover yet, which is, you know, a much superior song. But I love Parental Guidance. It was the live video. And, uh, uh, well, I mean, I mean, I, I, it wasn't from the live album, I don't think. It was, uh, it was, uh... Yeah, it was a, a studio, uh, it was a studio version with live right, clips. Right, with live clips. But, uh, man, it, it just spoke to me, because I was fucking 12. <laughs> you know, and simple shit like this spoke to me. I mean, my favorite band at this time was Kiss, for Christ's sake. Um... Uh, but I loved it, and I, I loved the look. And, I, you know, I look back now, and, like, it's so un-Judas Priest because, you know, you know, Rob's got hair, you know, KK's got, you know, this poofy shit, and they got bright leather on, you know. It's kind of funny, but you know what? Timeline, man, timeline. That's that's when I got into it, and it was so funny. I forget where we were going. It might have been when we were going to, uh, uh, it was t- to go to see Ken Mills' thing. And, and, and Ralph was met, macking on a chick. He was smooching some coons. Was Yeah, yeah, you were talking to this. Oh, this, yeah, yeah, that pretty you were talking to, and, and we couldn't get you into the car. And when I first jumped in, that's what's on Bushy's fucking stereo. And I made him kept going back and playing and waiting for you. I'm like, no, we got to save this for Ralph to get in the car. And, and we listened to it like three times before. Yeah, I he... thought you were my friend, bro. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's what friends do, man. Guys are assholes, man. I that's bring what... you fame, and you bring me parental guidance. Oh, well, hey, that's what you get. <laughs> I fucking, I love this fucking song. Now, the album... I knew I should have just stayed with Terrence and not you. Yeah, see where that would have got you. Yep. But uh, the album... Ter- overall... Terrence would have played me some ELP. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Uh, the album Better overall... than this has not aged well uh i like i like five songs off but i do know now you know being more schooled in the in the priest catalog this is a very weak album a very weak album but it is you know 1986 and it was of the time and they tried another uh hey let's 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 go commercial everybody else is going like and every band did it you know uh Iron Maiden went a little bit more commercial with, with Somewhere in Time. I mean, you know, Ozzy did it with Ultimate Sin. You know, all these bands change their looks. They change their sound. And uh, it's because metal was starting to get popular. You know, you'd start to hear a song here or there on the radio, you know, and get your video played, and you had to be appealing to girls. But, you know, it was it was so dumbed down. I, I You know, I loved it at the time. But going back now... Like, I went back when they put out the, what is it, the, the 30th anniversary uh, edition they just put out the other year, a couple years ago, and I was like, ooh, ooh, this hasn't aged well, you know? Uh, but the songs that I like, I still like. I, I still like Turbo Lover, I like Locked In, Private Property, Parental Guidance, and Out in the Cold. The rest I don't like. And I know there's a lot of people like Reckless, you know, I, that does nothing for me, and uh, there was a lot of talk like 
uh, Reckless was supposed to be on the Top Gun soundtrack. And they ended up turning it down and people saying, oh, that was a bad career move because... It was uh, their managers and they were pissed off about it. KK talks about it in the book. Oh, okay. Because it was a very, you know, to, to me a shitty soundtrack, but it was a very successful soundtrack. Yes. And, and, and it could have potentially, you know, introduced Judas Priest to a lot of fucking, you know, like soccer moms and little kids. Oh, it def- and that song definitely, uh, you know, caters to that time, of the, those trendy jock people. Yeah, but I I know a lot of people actually like that song. And I, yeah, I don't me like too, it. but I'm saying jocks would like yeah. it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't like that. You know, Hot for Love is terrible. Wild Nights, Hot Crazy Days, that's really bad. Rock You All Around the World is really bad. I mean, I know you probably hate even more than me. But, uh, you know, the, the one that we got to see him play that I was, oh, it, this was the song I was really waiting for. And I, I still stand by it. Out in the Cold, to me, is a masterpiece. And I, I love the way the Fuel for Life, no, not the Fuel for Life, it was the Priest Live video. Uh, man, I remember renting that when it came out. And just the way it started out, you know, the music kicks in, and then you see Rob, you know, walking up the stairs backstage and then coming out. I mean, that that's just a, a song that, you know, just works so well live. And uh, incredible. But overall, yeah, the album, yeah, it sucks. It's It sucks. And, and, if it wasn't for Timeline, I'd probably hate it even more than I already do. But I like the songs I like, but I don't give a fuck who you are. If you don't like Out in the Cold, then, you know, you're just, you're stupid. It's a good song. I love it. It's a great song. All well, right, Ralph. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're saying it didn't age well. Shit, this shit was an abortion to me. It didn't even get to age. This <laughs> shit was so bad, man. Right out the gate, I was like, oh. But you see, already I was starting to get disappointed. With, uh, I don't know what came, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little hazy, but I remember this year, you had The Ultimate Sin, you had Somewhere in Time, you had all these classic bands, you know, releasing shitty albums. Uh, well, in my opinion, you know, I know you Somewhere in Time fans. There's a lot of people that think Somewhere in Time is their best, the best made in I, I, I love it. I love it. I think it's way better than Turbo. Way better than Turbo. I agree. Uh, but that's not saying much. Right. Um, but, um... Uh, yes, I always liked Out in the Cold. This was the one song, because of course I bought it. I'm a Priest fan. Uh, but I put it away. I was like, I, I haven't listened to this. I never put on Turbo. The one time I put on Turbo in the recent years was when we did the episode. And We did I, Turbo? Yes, we did it with Bill Wang. Okay. And I liked Turbo Lover. <laughs> when we listened to it, I was like... Yeah. You know what? Because I'm so used to the video version, and the video version leaves out the best fucking part. Right. You know that little ambience part be- between before the solo where Rob hits the high note. Right. I like. I think it enhances the song tremendously, and I liked it. I go, you know what? Turbo Turbo is not a bad song. It's it's an okay tune, and I think it's aged well. Shit, it's aged better. You know, for me, um, I always liked Out in the Cold, and another one. <laughs> If you go back and listen to the episode, and I do realize it's a terrible song, but I ended up liking it because it's so bad, it's great. It's like the Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park in one song. Hot for Love. <laughs> oh, you like that? It's oh. so bad, it's great. It's so bad, it's awesome. Hot for Love. <laughs> Even the title makes me sick. Trust me, I love it for all the wrong reasons, Ian. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, 
but yeah, it's just so goofy. 24 hours of the day. You just can't get away. And you know what's funny is I just discovered not too long ago, somebody put it up on their Facebook feed. They played it live. Uh, not when I saw them. When I saw them, it's that Priest Live concert, pretty much, you know, with you know, a couple of older tracks. But um, yeah, they, they, they actually, I guess it's probably early in the tour. They actually played it live. Wow. And uh, which I would have taken over fucking parental guidance of private property. I, I, I mean, I, I can see though. I mean, if you if you watch the video, man, there's a lot of chicks in the audience for yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know, you know a lot. Chicks dig priests. You know who chicks also dig back in the 80s? Deal. And you know he wasn't the greatest looking guy. Right. But chicks love Deal and Judas Priest. I, I I noticed there was a lot of chicks that. Dio and uh, and Judas Priest shows in the 80s. Wow. And of course, Def Leppard and Molly Crew and Rag. But, uh, the, you know, those were the exception bands, you know? the You know, Dio, think of it, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but like Priest and Dio, those, those are like like metal bands. Yeah, you but know, they where, like... Where, I mean, I, I, can, I can see girls going to the other shows because, you know, they're all pretty boys and shit for the most part. Yeah, know? some chicks were like, like hip on really good vocalists. Right, right, but you know, I, I can see where, like, you know, I, I see Turbo as, I mean, that's, it, it's a commercial song, it's a great pop song, it's a harder pop song, but it's a pop song, you know, and chicks love pop songs, until they hear something else, and then they don't go back the next door, where guys do. <laughs> no, there but, was a lot of chicks at Defenders of the Faith, dude. There oh, was wow. a lot of chicks cool. there, yeah. Ram It Down, they started to leave. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a lot of chicks at Ram It Down, but I remember... Uh, I met a girl at uh, Defenders of the Faith, and I ended up uh, sticking my penis in her vagina. Nice. Yeah, she was cute. She was very cute. Uh, but, um, all right, so, yeah, you know, uh, whatever. I, I, and I And I also think this album, in retrospect, is probably what killed their momentum. Because, uh, see, at this point, they were still neck and neck, or maybe even a little head of Maiden. But... You know, after this... Right, but the album didn't sell well, though. No, it sold well, but, you know, this is an album that sells well, but then later yeah, on... People don't go back to it. It yeah. hurts. It hurts them. It hurts right. them. Like, and it does hurt them. I know a lot of people in your generation, a lot of people of your generation, unfortunately, are on our Facebook page, and they drive me nuts at them. Because <laughs> uh, they're all fucking gay. Seriously. And, and, not, and not in the good way, like Rob Hoffman. Uh, they're gay like Adam Lambert. <laughs> see, see, there's a difference between gay people. There's cool gay people like Rob Alford. Then there's fucking Adam Lambert. Who's, <laughs> you, you, seriously, man. Gay people should be appalled. And say, you know, make them like, you know, just kill him or something. Because he's making you guys look bad. You gotta put like Rob Halford up there to represent the gay man. <laughs> it's like how Kanye West makes black people look bad. Exactly. And, but anyway, so... Um, yeah, uh, terrible album. But I like the solo in Locked In as well. I like that guitar solo. I think Glenda's in a fantastic guitar solo in that song. You know, I did study it quite a bit. Uh, on, a, on a guitar. <laughs> yeah, and you know, yeah, the whole sound of the album, and you know, forget the look. The look I'm not, I'm not that much into the look so much. But yeah, but you know. You throw that album with that look, and it's like, eh. and you know, Rob Hopper even said it back then. You know, he uh, wanted to throw colors and all that shit in because he felt like he was becoming a parody of himself, which 
I don't get. And I'm glad that he got over that, that nonsense. But, um, all right, the next album is the live album. Yes, Priest Live. Which, uh, some of it was recorded in the Sportatorium, and I remember reading it back then, but now all history shows it was recorded in Atlanta. But really? I didn't know. I, I yeah. thought it was recorded in Texas. Maybe that's the live. No, the live one. Oh, no, no. Some of it was recorded in Texas, too. The live okay. show is totally Texas. Right, right. The video. The video. Yeah, the video is Texas, but the recording is uh, uh, Atlanta and Dallas. Okay. But I remember specifically them saying Hollywood Sports Ram. So, that, you know, uh, and this was after the album came out. They said, oh, Atlanta, Dallas, and, and Hollywood, uh, Florida. Okay. And, uh, and I was, dude, I was front row for that show, and I didn't have front row seats. Because back then I, I had row 12, and I got a little white out, and I raced the two. Right. You know, I, I mean, I raced the one, not the two. I didn't want to get that out. And I got, and the one thing I always remember about the Turbo Tour is when Glenn Tipton like looked right in my face and breaking, I'm not breaking the law. Hell back, hell back, but I, I'll never forget that. But yeah, we made, oh, we made. A fucking communication, but uh, I like the pre-slide album. I really do, even though it has a lot of the crap on there from Turbo. I think the songs that I do like off it are really good, and I love the version of Love Bites because Rob does all those six screams toward the end of it. Um, nowhere near as good as, uh, not even half as good as some of these right. But I think it's a good live album, especially um, the '80s where I thought live albums were kind of weak. I loved it when it came out. I, I bought it, man. It was a, it was a double cassette. Well, I mean, not a double cassette, but you know, they advertise as that, like, oh, two albums on one cassette. I mean, it was packed. Um, but listening to it now, it's almost like too cleaned up. I don't, I don't know. But it, it's weird. Like, I enjoy it if I'm watching the video more so than if I'm just listening to it. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, because I think it was a really... I mean, did you enjoy the tour itself? The Turbo I tour? loved it. I loved it. It was great. It yeah, wasn't I, as good as Defenders of Streamer, but it was still a great tour. Right. I, I mean, I thought it was a neat-looking uh, tour, neat stage set. Uh, but nowadays, I'm, I'm going to watch that the, the live video because it's on the Electric Eye DVD that I have. They put that on there, uh, which has the Fuel for Life, the, the Priest Live, and uh, some other shit on there. But uh, great, great DVD, by the way. I wish they put it on a Blu-ray. But uh, yeah, I'd much rather watch it than listen to it. And I, I don't know what it, it just doesn't have that rawness that, that Unleashed in the East has. Even if it is some studio shit. There's just... Man, to go to go from that to this... Uh, uh, but it, it is a decent mix, though. I mean, there, there's, some, there's some good shit. Uh, you know, good set list. You know, for the time at least. Uh, but I, I like it. But then we'll go into Ram It Down, which, oh man. Uh, now, this was the first studio album that I was waiting for it to come out. Uh, I was all excited, you know, to buy this one. And uh, I, I even knew when I got this that something was a mist on this one. And, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't mind the Johnny B. Good video. When it came out, I was like, eh, it's kind of cool. I, I think I I forced myself to like it because I love Judas Priest so much. You know, but looking back, what a horrible choice for, you know, to put on the album, let alone be the first single. Uh, 
And but the I, first time Judas Priest does a cover and they swing and miss. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I, I think they were they were in a weird situation here. And uh, for you Star Trek fans, this is the Kobayashi Maru. It's, it's a no-win scenario. If they stayed as commercial as Turbo, they're going to lose a lot of fans. But in 1988... If they would have been, if it would have been as heavy as Defenders, they wouldn't have won either. With the masses, with the masses, not with hardcore Priest fans. But you know, there, there's all this talk to how Turbo was supposed to be a double album called Twin Turbos. You know, with one disc being the commercial stuff and one disc being, you know, the heavier stuff. Uh, but I don't. There's just something about the sound of this album, and I, I love when they had Tom Allman as a producer, but. Here again, you got the return of the robot drums, not, uh, not, uh, goddamn, what's, what's the kitty fucker's name? I'm, I'm having a brain Dave part. Holland. Yeah, Dave Holland. Uh, you, you know, this, this is all robot drums on here. Johnny Five fucking beating the skins. There are some good songs, but, and, and it, it's definitely heavier than Turbo. I just don't think the songwriting's up to par. But I, I do enjoy the title track. Uh, I, uh, I love Blood Red Skies. Uh, to me, the, the great greatest song on here, and I'm glad they brought it back in later years, is I'm a Rocker. I love that fucking song. Love that song. But, you know, there, there's, you know, Love Zone, you know, Heart is Iron, uh, Monsters of Rock. Uh, there's a lot of filler on this one. I would definitely have to say, uh, I, God, I, I don't know what's worse, this or Turbo. I, I, oh man! If you want me I, to help you, it's Turbo. I would, I would have to say that there's more songs I like on Turbo, but the songs that I like on Ram It Down are better. If, if that makes any sense, there's less songs I like on Ram It Down, but they're really good. So, but uh, yeah, this this was this was this was a weak album, and I, I think they really took a, a downturn in popularity uh, with this album. What do you think? Um, yeah, uh, not a fan of this album, but I do like it more than Turbo. Uh, I love Ram It Down. I liked Heavy Metal. It was a little you know cheesy, but I liked it. I love Come and Get It. I think it's uh, kind of generic, but I dig it. Hard as Iron, I like. Blood Red Sky is the best song on there. I didn't like I'm a Rocker. I just felt it's too... You didn't like know. it? No, I didn't like it. Oh. Uh, I don't know if anybody likes Johnny B. Good, to tell you the truth. I don't think I've ever met anybody like Johnny B. Good. Uh, Chuck Berry said that song sucks. Yeah, I know, of course. It's what killed him. He didn't hear it until like a couple decades later and he died. Um, Love You to Death, I like too. You know, it kind of brings back the whip and, you know, the whole uh, pleasure and pain type thing. Uh, Monsters of Rock I liked as well, but then again, Monsters of Rock reminds me of Loch Ness. You know, so, a lot of people hate that. I love that song. So, but yeah, I agree with you. The sound is shitty on here. Um, I don't think it, I, I think the songs could have been much better. Uh, they, 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 you know, I like the songs, but I don't love them. It's definitely not an album I listen to ever. You know, I haven't put this on in so long, though I should. But you know, now and then something, I remember um, Love You to Death came out on my uh, uh, iPod shuffle. And I was like, yeah, man, I forgot about this one. 
you know, you hear the fucking whips going on, and it was like, pretty cool, man. Yeah, this is a good track. Could have been better if it sounded with real drums and stuff. I would definitely take it over Turbo. Because I like more songs off it. But I can, I, but it still has that Turbo sound. Even though they beef up the, the, the songs as far as more metal and less, you know, kindergarten shit, but it still uh, has that sound, and I think it has ruined it for me. You saw this tour? Yeah, and it was amazing. It was the first time I saw them play uh, Beyond the Realms of Death, and uh, they brought back Sinner into the, the set list. Who opened up this tour? Cinderella. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and... and uh, but, you know, I like Cinderella, but that was already that second album I didn't like too much, but still. Uh, they were good. They went over well. But, um, all right, I'll go to the next. Let me take the next one, Painkiller. Yeah, yeah, I, w- I want to hear you fucking yeah, shit on this. Yeah, no, I'm not. Here's the thing, I'm not, because I absolutely love Painkiller. I really do. I just don't feel like it's a Judas Priest album. Uh, it was a total fucking mind-blowing experience when they debuted the, the, the video. The video is awesome. You know, the song, I think the song and the video match perfectly. It's so good. It's such a killer. Best song on the album, uh, Painkiller. I love Hell Patrol. All Guns Blaze is probably my second favorite. Leather Rebel, yeah, okay. Metal, Metal Meltdown, all right, dude. You're not Halloween. I see what you're doing here. Nightcrawler, phenomenal. Uh, Between the Hammer and Anvil, damn good song. Uh, Touch of Evil, no, sorry. What? No, no. Wow. Just say no. Wow. Uh, No, I don't like that song. Trying too hard to be like Zeppelin. Um, Battle Hymns, One Shot of Glory, pretty good. Okay. But as a whole, it's a great album. It's definitely a welcome you know, after the last two fucking albums, it's like, oh, hell yeah, this is what I want. But, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't, when it was first out, I didn't really notice the later years. This ain't really a priest album. You know, it's too one-dimensional. And it's not a bad thing, because if this was any other band, you know, and I would I would praise it as much as I am right now. I'm still praising this album. All you fucking people out there, and I've seen a lot of people say Painkiller is the best Judas Priest album. Well, relax your anus muscles, because I like this album. I love this album. But it's not a Priest album. I just don't feel like it's a Priest album. But it's a great fucking album, for the most part. Some songs, you know, Rebel Level is not not bad. Uh, Metal Meltdown's not bad either. You know, it's the thought, you know, we gotta do fucking heavy. And Metal Meltdown's total Halloween. Nightcrawler is total fucking, you know, that's the... the the Sentinel, the you know the you know, the Ripper, and you know the the character, you know, uh, monster song. But I'm talking as a whole. This album is just too too one-dimensional for me. It's not what I love about Judas Priest album. That's the that's the bad thing I can say about it. But in no way I'm shitting on this album. I'm just saying how I feel. I don't feel like it's a Judas Priest album. There you go. That's what I feel. Uh, to me, that's like saying "Hotter Than Hell" is not a Kiss album because it kicks ass. Uh, I, I, I mean, I see what you're saying about it being a one-trick pony because, uh, other than "Touch of Evil," it, it's all fucking you know, fucking 
all guns blazing, really. I, I mean, it's just heavy as fuck. Uh, but to me, it's Priest through and through, and I think this is the third one where there's not a bad track on here. I love them all. Yes, even Leather Rebel. Uh, I love Leather Rebel. I, 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 I think it, it's killer. I remember, uh, I'll never forget, skipping school. Uh, I used to hang out with a lot of older kids, too. And when my friends graduated, went to college, I used to skip high school and go hang out with them in college. And and I'm, one day I'm skipping school and we're driving, and my buddy, he's very much like uh, you know Skid Row. That that that's his type of shit. And I was like, man, I got the I got the new Judas Priest. You gotta hear this shit, you know. So I put it in the tape deck, and he's just like, ah ah, that's that's too heavy. That's too heavy. I don't like that. I don't like that. And I'm like. You're fucking nuts, you fucking pussy. <laughs> you know, like this is fucking amazing, and what a what a welcome return after Turbo and fucking ram it down. Uh, to me, it, it's Priest through and through. Now, I do think it's Priest feeling, you know, feeling the push of, of the thrash, you know, and, and like realizing they were losing a little bit of respect, and all these bands that cited them as as influences are like, yeah, yeah, but you know, the new shit, eh. You know, so it's them taking their stab, uh, you know, at thrash and heavier shit. So I, I, I can't see what you're saying there. It's them trying to do something. But it, to me, it's no different than them trying to be cock rock with fucking uh, with Turbo. That's know? why I had a problem with those. Um, see, everything before Turbo, they were taking chances. That was Judas Priest to me. Painkiller, again, like just like what you explained, you know, the thrash and trying to be this. Judas Priest wasn't trying to be anything before Turbo. They were being Priest. That's what I love about Priest. All right. But uh, I, I just, man, to me, this is, whoo. And, and as much as I, I, I love Firepower, and I love Firepower, uh, to me, this was the last 100% perfect. I, I mean, Firepower comes damn close. Damn close. Uh, but to me, this is just fucking amazing amazing absolutely love it but then rob halford gets a hair up his ass and decides he wants to leave and uh the priest is dormant they're dormant for seven years till they come back you know well studio wise at least till they come back with jugulator and you know i was one of those i i, I could not imagine Priest without Rob Halford. I mean, you know, to me, that's like fucking Van Halen without David Lee Roth. There's some people you just can't fucking replace. And then I hear the guy's a fucking, you know, he's like a, he's from a Priest cover band. I'm like, oh, get the fuck out of here. This is, this, this is so bad. This is so bad. But then again, there was also a part of me is like, well, you know, at least it's going to sound like Priest, you know, unlike, you know, Van Halen where you get fucking Jimmy Buffett to replace, you know, the greatest frontman of all time, um, but I, I was hey excited. man, Jimmy Buffett sucks. But come on, don't don't fucking bash him that bad. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Poor Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Uh, but but I was excited. Stayed away from Van Halen. Remember that. Yeah, yeah. He he knew enough not to answer those phone calls. <laughs> he's got he's got my respect. Uh, but Jugulator, Jugulator came out in 1997. And uh, the the first one I heard was Bullet Train, was the first single I heard. And I remember hearing the vocals, and I was like, damn, damn, that's good. But musically, uh, 
musically it strayed a little bit too far. It was too much, you know, like them trying to be Pantera or something like that. Um, you know, but I still like, well, fuck, I'm going to buy it. And then I remember, I, I'll never forget seeing the album cover and thinking, how horrible does this album cover look? You know, compared to the, you know, the other Judas Priest album covers, this looks like something somebody came up with on a Commodore 64. I didn't like the new Judas Priest logo. I was like, eh, you know, but that, that, that surface bullshit, you know, I put on the album, uh, th- there's a few songs I like, but overall, now this is what I'd really consider a one, you know, one trick pony. Uh, so much of it sounds like the song that came before, um, uh, not hor- like if it was another band I'd probably be more impressed but for Judas Priest I was like eh but it does have a song that I think is a Priest classic and I, I wish I wish Rob Halford would do live because I think he could do an amazing version of it and that's Cathedral Spires uh, I, I think is, is a really really good song I'd love to hear Rob sing uh, but overall I was disappointed but saw the tour and it was fucking amazing. I mean, and they didn't play Cathedral Fire. No, <laughs> nope. Uh, but man, it was weird. Like I'm seeing Priest for the first time, and and this is what really sucks about my age. Is there's so many classic '80s tours that I never got to see. You know, I think of like, you know, you know, the classic Dio tours and, and you know, Maiden Power Slave tour. You know, so now I'm finally getting to see Judas Priest because I had a chance to see him on the painkiller tour and I couldn't get a ride. It was that uh, Operation Rock and Roll tour where it was Motorhead, Priest, Alice Cooper, uh, Dangerous Toys, and I think somebody else. Uh, so Metal I didn't Church. Metal Church. I didn't get to see that one. So now I'm finally getting to see Priest and I'm seeing him at the fucking House of Blues for Christ's sake. Uh, you know, at Disney in Orlando. Uh, but I mean, it was neat because I'm that close to Judas Priest. But I'm like, God damn, I should be seeing these guys in a major arena, you know. But what a phenomenal tour! I mean, it was really good, really good. They sounded amazing. Uh, I, I I think uh, Ripper was was a great frontman. Uh, I, I thought he did justice to the song. Sounded great. The set list was really fucking good. But, uh, you know, we're talking about Jugulator here, and overall as an album, uh, leaves a lot to be desired, not only in songwriting, but in production. And, uh, you know, we get into this area where it's, and I hate to say anything bad about this guy in the condition he's in and everything, but way too much Glenn Tipton. You know, without without significant contributions from KK and, and Rob, you, you get these results. And, uh, I mean, if, you, if you've listened to Glenn's solo albums, which I have them both, and it, it's kind of the same thing. I, I love the man to death. Amazing guitar player. Uh, so glad I got to see him live. But him left to his own devices, you get shit like this. What do you think of Jugulator? I think it's weak as fuck. Um, best song on there is Cathedral Spires. And I don't even think that's that great. To tell you really? Really? Compared to the rest of it, it's a masterpiece. It's yeah. good. It's a good song. Uh, yeah, and it's also the reason I like it more than all the other songs because this one doesn't sound so much like the other songs. Right. And it almost sounds like, almost not completely, like they're taking a chance. Um, 
I think the problem with this album is definitely Glenn Tipton. He wrote all the lyrics to it, dude. Listening to shit like Brain Dead and and Dead Meat, like the lyrics to that song, dude. Even Nigel yeah. Tuffle will fucking say, dude, that shit. Yeah, and, and, and and Priest was never like you, you know like Bob Dylan or anything. No, you know? I love Rob. Dude, Rob Halford invented words, dude. I love his fucking lyrics. Right, but, lyrics but, but I'm, you know, I, I read reviews. Uh, I, I read a review of Painkiller that was kind of, it kind of agreed with a lot of what you said about the album. But another thing he, he complained about was the lyrics. He, he felt like, you know, Rob was dumbing it down on that album. Nah, you know, twisting the strangle grip won't give no mercy. I yeah. love that shit, man. And, you know, the song, the lyrics in that song, Painkiller, are fucking phenomenal. You know, right. faster than a laser bullet. You know, but, I, I love that shit, man. But especially, though, when you compare that shit to, to Jugulator, wow, do you see a drop-off. Yeah, because all the lyrics are by Glenn Tipton. And the yeah. guy can't write lyrics worth a shit. And I'm sorry, yeah, he's going through shit, but come on. Say it as it is. You know, if you read the CD, it says that K.K. Downing contributed to all the songs as well. I don't believe it. I really don't. I yeah. think Glenn just threw him a bone. Right. Um, because K.K. wanted out. If you read his book, he wanted oh. to put you in the priest after painting. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. yeah. And then Rob well, it, beat him it, to the punch. It, 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 this, this is before before Rob left. He wanted to leave. Yeah, he said after the painkiller tour, he he didn't tell the band, but he was gonna quit the band after oh. painkiller. What what was the reason? Um, I haven't read the book yet. So he was just sick of uh, the way they were being managed, oh, and okay. he just felt like you know, and he was also fed up with Glenn Tipton. You know, oh. Glenn Tipton's been uh, kind of riding him since Sin After Sin, really. That's when it all started. Wow. But, um, but um, yeah, dude, and believe me, I really liked it, and I really wanted to like it, and, like, you were talking about the album cover, dude, when you open that CD and you see that shit non-pixelated, that's one of the coolest fucking album covers ever. Why they decided to fucking zoom in and pixelate it for the yeah, album that's... cover is ridiculous. That that bit, that that painting of the monster coming out of that lake of fire. Yeah, that was much awesome. Better. I got that shirt. I you know when I saw the tour. I saw the tour. I guess around the same time as you because I saw it at the Button South, which is not even half the size of House of Blues. I've been to the House of Blues. Oddly in enough, in Orlando. Yeah, oddly okay. enough to see uh, Ice Earth and with Ripper. But um, dude. Button South was like not even half the size of that place. Wow. Yeah, so you want to talk about being intimate. You know, I was all the way up front. I got killer pictures. You know, and this was before the, the cell phone. I got a disposable camera. But, um, and yeah, what a, dude, the fucking Sentinel and what a great seller. Live, they were fucking amazing. You yeah. know, I have nothing bad. And I even thought the Jekyllator song translated a little better live. Right. I and agree. they played, I, I think they played just Bloodstained and Burning Hell and maybe uh, Bullet Train, that's it. Yeah, uh, um, Death Row. Okay, Death Row. Abductors. Um, did they play Abductors? Diamonds. I don't know. Well, well it's, on the, it's on the live album. I can't remember if they played it on the show that I saw. I do remember Burning Hell, uh, Bloodstained, and uh, Bullet Train. I'm, I'm almost right. positive they played Bullet Train. Right. But uh, yeah, they were great live, but this album sucks. I just think it's fucking terrible. And I blame it all on Glenn Tipton. You know, his lyrics are just fucking terrible. And and you can tell, like, you know, such a drastic, you know, 
wow, man, Rob is really missed, you know. I was very let down by this album, and believe me, did I try, you know, to get into this, and I tried and tried and tried, and, you know, and Cathedral Spires is, it's a good song, but is it the caliber of fucking, you know, Priest Classics? No, not even close. But, you know, a lot of people do swear by this album, you know. A lot of people want to be countercultural. You know? you know, you know who loves this one is uh, Razor Fist. He really loves this album. Really? Yeah. And I saw I saw his uh, his priest thing, but I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, he loved Jugulator. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was terrible. Well, the next one we reviewed. Um, well, well, hold on. We got to talk about '98 uh, Live Meltdown. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, that one's great. I love my favorite track on there, uh, Diamonds and Rust. Yeah. How they made it acoustic and how Ripper sang it. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. That's the best thing Ripper did with Priest right there. You know how? Because it's oh, yeah. different. It's different. Oh, yeah. And it was so good when, when Rob came back, they kept it like that. But Rob didn't do it as good as Ripper, I don't think. You know? I And yeah. I love Rob. And I love Rob more as a singer than Ripper, but... Like I say, you know, I'd rather listen to Ace Frehley than Ingvay Malmsteen. Technically, Ripper, I would say, is kind of better. But he doesn't have that, you know, certain well, you know, it factor. I'm I, talking I, about Rob Halford now, not yes, early Rob. Yes, no, okay, no. Okay, yeah. You know, Ripper cannot compete with Unleashed in the East up to Defenders. Right. You know, just, no, not, dude, up to Painkiller, really. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, it's it's a great live album. Um, I'm not really into the Jugulator live songs on the live album. I felt like it translated better seeing it live. Uh, they are the skippable tracks on, on there for me. But um, I think it's a great live album. I dig it. Right on. All right, well, now we go into uh, the second and final studio album with Ripper Owens, and that is Demolition. And... It, it's so funny, you know. I, of course, I was a first day buyer on this, and I remember initially, <laughs> I liked this album. Uh, I, I thought it was much more pre-sounding than Jugulator uh, because there was a, a bigger mix of faster and slower songs. Uh, I did think there was some absolutely horrible fucking lyrics on this. Or, I mean, I, I, I think. You know, the lyrics on Demolition make Jugulator look like fucking poetry. I mean, this is an all-time low lyric-wise. But I remember initially I was like, I, I like this. This is more classic pre-sounding. But that wore off real quick. I remember we, we reviewed this with uh, David Swick. Uh, and, and, oh my God, going back and listening to it now? Oh my God. Oh, it was so bad. So so bad. I don't I don't know how I ever liked it. And uh, you know, but I felt you know I, I almost felt <laughs> felt sorry for Dave when we were doing this review because yeah, you know he liked, it. he liked. But it's it's kind of like how I was with Turbo. It's your first you know. It's you know that that's what you grew up with. It's first what you heard. Of course, you, you went into the band and you found other stuff that you like better. It's like. My, my son grew up with Load and Reload, and he loves those because that's his first exposure to Metallica. Now, he likes the older stuff better now, but he still likes those shitty albums. 
because that was his introduction. That's kind of kinda how I am with Turbo. I mean, I, I think it's aged pretty bad, but this one, I, I, I can't find anything good to say about it now. Good Lord. Horrible. Great tour, though. What do you think? Yeah, I don't remember if I gave anything, any song a positive uh, thing on that review. Probably have to go back and listen to it because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the track listing now and I'm like, man. And I remember when this album came out, dude, I mean, I bought it too. I bought it when it was new, uh, hoping it'd be better than Jugulator. And dude, I, I, I think it's the only album I've, I've bought in the history of me buying music where I had to turn it off and go back and listen to the rest. Cause I just couldn't take it. I mean, wow. the first time listening to it, I was like, "Oh man, what's this? Hey, uh, motherfucker, get off the road or something." Yeah. <laughs> you, man. Oh, the, the one where he's got you got loser tattooed uh, yeah. across your face. Yeah, oh, I was like, God. "God, somebody take the pen away from Glenn Tipton, please." <laughs> Best song on here, the bonus track. Uh, what's my name? Written by Ripper, probably with a Glenn too. That's actually a good song. I would say that's the best goddamn song they did with fucking Ripper. You know, I, I, I remember listening to it when we did the review, and I don't even remember it. Yeah, it's not really memorable, but neither is everything that they did with it, in my <laughs> opinion. Right. You know, and I know people love Jugulator out there, but that's you, dude. Fuck you. If you, if you get offended by what I do. I'm not offended you like that shitty album. And, and, and again, look at the time frame. I mean, uh... You know, I, I mentioned Razor Fist loves that album. Well, Razor Fist is about as much younger than than me as I am from you. Right. So maybe he heard that, you know, when he was a teenager and thought that was the fucking cat's pajamas. But to us, who were who were school priest fans by that point, we're like, no, thank you. And you and you also got to give it up to David Swift, even though this album's fucking terrible. I mean, how that kid's fucking young, and he was talking about he heard the shit when it first came out. Right, and, 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 and he was, I mean, what did he say when we did I think he was like six. Yeah, and you gotta, <laughs> like, I, I don't care how bad this album is. The six-year-old uh, getting into Jesus Priest, I don't give a fuck if it was Turbo or this album. <laughs> yeah. Where I would say Demolition is even worse. Demolition is the worst Jesus Priest album in my opinion. I agree. I, agree. I, I would take Turbo over it. Um, but, um... But, you know, I, I applaud, you know, he's a little kid getting into Priest, and I don't give a fuck how shitty the album is. That's pretty cool, you know? And that's why he's in an And that's why he's in an awesome band. Yeah, know? and I can't wait for their new album. Yeah, what I've heard so far is really good. He sent me a couple tracks. It's really, really good. Uh, I'm actually preferring the new stuff, and I'm, oh. I love the old stuff. But those are two tracks I think are the best songs yet. Black okay. Heron, check them out. Yeah, Black Heron, and uh, hopefully they're back at Rock and Pod Board. I know Sinzak loved him, so man, if they can make that trek again, if, if, if nothing else, just so I can, you know, talk to Dave's mom again. Uh, hey, that's me being Dr. Fuck. <laughs> All right, well, the next uh, album is the second and last live album with uh, Ripper, and that's Live in London. And uh, this is what I, I don't have the the DVD for this. I've, I've always wanted to get it. It's really uh, good. Uh, and I, I like, it's got a good set list. Not too, too much different than uh, the 98 uh, live meltdown. Uh, and I, I thought it was kind of odd that they, they did another live one. So, uh, you know, soon after doing, you know, the previous live album, 
but where that was strictly a live album, this was a DVD that I think they just said, fuck it, we're going to put out a CD version as well. Uh, but there, there is some cool songs they added to it, you know, uh, like Desert Plains is on here, uh, you know, Grinder. you know, there, there, uh, there's some neat shit on here. And what, I, what I've heard of it, I like it, uh, but it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's right there with Meltdown. I'd, I'd say Meltdown's a little bit better, but uh, it, it's never one I've listened to a, a shipload. How about you? Yeah, uh, I've watched the DVD several times. I like the, 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 the bonus on the DVD was sound checks. Yeah. And I could be wrong. I think Running Wild was one of it. Desert Plains, I know, was the soundtrack. And uh, uh, unfortunately, Motorcycle Man, I remember, was on there. United's on there. United, yeah. And um, yeah, but it's not mer- I mean, I-, I just think at that point I was fed up right. with Priest. And I was like, fuck it. 98 Meltdown's my album. Right. You know? And uh, this is pretty much the same shit. So I don't give a fuck if they added some songs. Uh, it's not not really revisited, but I remember spinning that DVD a few times back when it came out. I still have it. it comes in a glass, uh, not a glass case, a pla- a thick plastic case. It's all right. But then, yeah, I never owned uh, the CD to this. Right. All right. Well, now we're. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say after that, what happens was you know Priest is not doing super good here with uh, with Ripper. And they're getting ready to put out this box set, Metalology, which which is awesome, by the way. But uh, you know, so they start conversing with Rob, and it kind of lays the foundations, uh, you know, for Rob coming back. And, and it makes sense because uh, you know, if they really wanted to continue, and if they wanted to be profitable, they knew what they had to do. And, and the same with Rob. You know, Rob had gone through the the two fight albums and then he did you know the two project that didn't go over too well and then he rediscovered his love of metal with resurrection and uh, you know the the timing was right and they get back together and they do what's normally never that good and that's a reunion album and uh and i think they did it great here with angel of retribution now i do believe uh that they played it safe though they're they're not breaking new ground here but what they did is is give what i think a lot of fans really wanted and that's a traditional classic priest album that i feel is very very underrated but it 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 is safe because it is them you know it's much in the vein of uh you know a screaming for vengeance it's not on that same level but you know, mixing up the tempos of the songs and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I think a way more people need need, need to give this a spin because, I mean, I, I think the tour did better than the album. But I, I think there's some great, great songs on here. One of their worst uh, that you happen to love, but there's also some amazing songs on here. I love Judas Rising, uh, Deal with the Devil's classic. Revolution was a little modern sounding for them. I absolutely loved it. Worth Fighting For was a great mid-tempo song. Demonizer, Wheels on Fire, Angels, a beautiful ballad. Hell Rider, I liked. Uh, you know, pretty much until you get to the end, you, you know. Other than that, I love it. And and what a welcome to get them back. And, and this would be the first time I would see Priest with Rob Halford. Unfortunately, it was at OzFest. Uh, which, you know, it wasn't like a full set. You know, you got, you know, they, they played a little bit over an hour. 
but it was a great show, and I was so happy to finally see him with Rob. You know, it was amazing. But I wanted to see, like, a, a Priest headline set. But uh, I, I think it's an amazing, underrated album. What do you think, Rob? Um, I love it. I, I like it even more than Painkiller. Wow. Um, I think it's a fucking phenomenal album. This is, uh, I disagree. I don't think it's Priest t- taking chances. I think it's Priest uh, not taking, I think it's Priest taking chances. Uh, they're not making it so one-dimensional like Painkiller. You know, you got your Painkiller type song with, uh, you know, like Hellrider maybe, you know. But, you know, we're fighting for is definitely not like, it's definitely Priest taking a chance. Angel is like, shit, you know, I, I, the only th- song I can think that somewhat like that is uh, Before the Dawn. It's like the first like straight up ballad all the way through. Well, yeah, Epitaph, but th- that song really counts. And, right, um, right. But what I, what I meant though is they're going back to having albums that have. Well, you know, that's and that's what I love about Priest. Right, right. No, but, but you know what I mean. It, it's there's other albums where they tried to push the envelope and and evolve their sound. Where here I think they stepped back and just tried to do a classic sound. And I'm not bitching about it, but you know, uh, they, they they didn't try to take Priest to the next level or invent nothing <coughs> new. They they just okay, we're gonna do classic Priest. And they did it great. Well, I, I think that's what they did in the early days. They would make an album that was uh, twists and turns, and I think this is uh, this is what I love about this album. I think uh, "Deal with the Devil" is a smoking track. Judas and Rising is awesome. Revolution's so different than any Judas Priest song, you know. Uh, Demonizer's awesome, and uh, I love Hellrider. Probably my favorite on here is Hellrider. Um, and I love Loch Ness. I know that's the one everybody hates. It's so long, it's like over 13 minutes. And uh, but I don't know. I just dig the fuck out of that song. And uh, and 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 you can see, man. It's like look what happens when you take the, all the lyrics away from fucking Glenn Tipton. You know? Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. You get it went back class. to classic. Exactly. You don't get. I don't hear any song I hear with stupid ass lyrics. You are dead, me. You know. Uh, it, it's just fucking awesome. I think this is an awesome album. I got it on vinyl, and uh, a double vinyl, and uh, I think it's fucking great. And um, I think it's my favorite after Defenders, except there's one coming up that I would even say is better than this. But I love it, and I saw them headline on this tour with Queensryche opening. And go ahead. I was just gonna say now, what, how do you, what do you feel is the reason? You know, this isn't really that talked about amongst fans, though. What do you think didn't resonate with this? Because I, I think this should be held in much higher esteem than it is. Uh, I agree. Um, I remember when it came out, um, it was loved. Everybody was like freaking out over it, and then there were some haters. And I gotta, you know, uh, bring up a guy that's no longer with us. I used to be part of the Metal Sludge board back then. His name was Iggy Pop Will Eat Itself. <laughs> and he was animate on, oh, all you guys are just loving this because Rob's back. In a few years, it's going to be a forgotten album, which I guess he was right when it came to everybody else. But I still go back to this album time and time again. Because right. I absolutely love this album. I think this album's fucking great. It's like what I've been waiting for since Defenders. You know, and I just think it's a phenomenal fucking record. And uh, 
But uh, in a way, the guy was right. A lot of people don't talk about it anymore. But they were talking about it a lot when it was new. Right. You know? But I don't know. It's just odd. Um, all right. Now we'll go into the probably the most controversial, even more controversial than Turbo. And yep. the one that really splits Priest Friend up. Um, and I'm, I'm always shocked when I see somebody say they like this. Because I, I always feel like I'm alone on this one. Because I really love Nostradamus. Um, some songs are a little too, um, I don't know, keyboardy, you know. But and and it did take me a little while. But man, songs like persecution and alone and and war and prophecy and the title track and uh, solitude is amazing, dude. It's just amazing. This is an album that I think. Everybody should like listen to it for a month straight. It is too long. I think the the attention span on a lot of people can't handle it. Uh, in a way, and I hate to say this because I really love the album, but in a way, I think this album was kind of influenced by Maiden, saying, "Look, we need to do something different. Maiden is so ahead of us now. Let's make a proggy album, you know, and uh, like Maiden." But I think they do it way better than Maiden ever can. Um, I, I would, you know, there were talks of them doing this full album live, and it, dude, that shit would not have flown because oh, it really got a backlash. People hated this fucking album. Uh, when I first heard it, I didn't hate it. I thought to myself, "All right, this ain't doing nothing for me, but I know there's something here. Let me just keep listening to it." And it, and, and I would like constantly play this on my walks and little by little man i was like whoa this song's really good you know the song ooh and now as a whole you know i think some you know some songs can do without kind of like the keyboardy thing it would be a little more raw at parts would be would be a little better but i'm not really complaining either about the keyboardy song i still dig them and you heard what i said about you know turbo and fucking uh, the Ripper albums. I'm not some fucking blind sheep. You know, I'm not a blind sheep when it comes to Priest. Oh, I gotta like everything. But I really do like Nostradamus. I think it's pretty much a, a Priest. It's like, you know, they, they set out to do his masterpiece. And I think they achieved it to my ears. But I, I know a lot of people don't feel that way about this album. And uh, whatever, to each his own, man. But I, I love this album. Well... I, uh, I'm not a fan, but you know what I was? I was a first day buyer. I bought the deluxe edition. So did I. Even, you know, you know, that came with like the book and everything and shit. Did, and Best did, buy. Let me ask you. Well, you probably haven't opened that forever. Dude, I opened mine and the, the vinyl's completely ruined. Oh, and, no, no, I don't have it on vinyl. I got it on, on CD. Oh, well, I got the, the deluxe from Best Buy that bought the vinyl. Okay. The vinyl, I don't know, maybe it's because I live in Florida and I don't have my AC on all the time, but the, the the vinyl's all ruined. You can't listen to it no more because the plastic, it's a thick plastic holding the uh, vinyl and it just ruined the vinyl for me. Yeah, no, at the time this came out, I wasn't back in my vinyl resurgence yet. Uh, so I got the deluxe edition on CD that was kind of like it was a, uh, yeah, like, the a, sa- the same like thing. a long book. Yeah, it comes, in, it comes in the box. The, the, yeah. the box brought the CDs with the big book, too. Well, well, well this, this wasn't in a box. It was like, uh, what it is, is it was like uh, 
I wasn't remember the long boxes that CDs yeah, coming to. But it's but, a hardcover book, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it brings it the same thing inside the box. I'm saying what oh, you okay. bought. Okay, okay. Is it? Comes is in it? That box. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, but I mean, I, I had trepidations going into this. I mean, first when they said a concept album, I'm like, oh god no, oh god no, because uh, so rarely is there a concept album uh, that I. I get into i mean i mean there's some i mean yeah okay pink floyd the wall okay you know animals you know there, there's some amazing ones uh to me uh you know they're, they're tommy you know quadrophenia to me i still the the greatest not not the, the best album but the greatest concept album fucking operation Minecraft. i love that now to me that's a story you know, I, you know, I, I put it on from start to finish. I love it. I mean, as much as I love the wall, uh, you know, but Operation Minecraft, I'm like, holy shit, this is great. But there's so many bad ones, so many bad ones. And then when they said it was going to be more like power metal, I was like, oh no, 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 no. And and you get the keyboards that bring in the fucking, you know, like you know, bad dream theater, the. Jordan ruined this area era, you know, Dream Theater. Sorry, you Dream Theater nerds. I'm all about Derek Sherinian. Um, but uh, God damn, I, I I don't know. But but like you, I want to like it. I want to like it so bad. And it wasn't too long ago. I put it on. I, I put it back in my phone, and I tried to listen to it again, and it's, it just didn't grab me. But what I'm gonna do tonight, when we're finally done with this long episode. Uh, I'm gonna listen to it as I as I go to bed and and try to give it another. I'm hoping someday it resonates with me. I'm not ready to give up, but as of now, I'm just not on board with this. And I remember uh, reports when KK first left the band uh, that this was part of the reason too. I don't know if he says that in his book, but I read interviews where he was very upset about the reception to this because he really believed in this album yeah he did yeah. And, and and when people didn't like it you know it just kind of you know i'm sure he had other issues but this was kind of like a nail in the coffin like i i give up you know we tried to do something cool here and then and, and nobody appreciates it uh but i gotta say i was one of those man it just fell on deaf ears now am i gonna stop listening to priest fuck no you know do, oh i hate priest now they made a power metal album that sucks you know, no, it just, it wasn't my bag, but there's so many bands and artists and albums that I don't get the first time around. And, and sometimes I come around years later and love them, you know, and then shit, two of my favorites right now, King Diamond and fucking Overkill. I hated originally. Slayer, I hated originally. Now, like my favorite trash band, you know. So, you know, people change, tastes change. I'm going to keep giving it a try, but as of now... To me, I, I to me it's like demo, demolition and jugulator level bad. Like I just get nothing out of it. But I'm gonna keep trying, goddammit, it's Judas Priest. But then we go into the live album from this. I tour. say don't Ian. Don't? No, because I have a little more um, open mind when it comes to like power metal and there's a lot of power metal vibe. And I know how you feel about it. I don't think it's gonna do much for you. Yeah, I mean, I think I think some songs will that don't have yeah. that. Like you know, I can tell you right now. Let me let me punch it up here. Um, give these songs a chance. 
Give prophecy a chance. Give persecution a chance. Uh, death, maybe, maybe will grab you. Uh, alone, I think you'll dig. I think Alone's a great track. Uh, and uh, the title track. Yes. I mean, title track is total painkiller. Yeah, the title track's the only one that I remember. Right. The, the, you know that that I, you know, I am Nostradamus. You know that's no, no, for... that's not that's prophecy. Oh, okay. Nostradamus, dun, dun, Nostradamus. Okay. That's that, that's the title track. The prophecy oh. is the one with I am Nostradamus. Okay, well that's the only one I remember then. Right. That, you know that I could sing along to. But then we go to a live album, which is one you said looked like the Peter Chris solo album, and that is Touch Evil Live. Man, what a terrible live album. I mean, but then again, Priest Live was terrible, too. What the fuck is up with those hands yeah. and that logo? It was no, just... Yeah, you're you're referring to the album covers, not the, not the yeah, album yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was, it was a weird live album because, you know, it's coming from the Nostradamus tour. I think there's maybe... Two songs off. Not yeah, I think Death and Prophecies on there. I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it, it's a very, very short album for a live album. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, not not lengthwise. I mean, it's an hour long, but it's eleven tracks. Uh, uh, kind of a decent mix. I mean, look, uh, Judas is rising, Hell Rider, Between the Hammer and the Anvil, Riding on the Wind, Death, uh, Beyond the Realms of Death, Dissident Aggressor, Touch of Evil, Eat Me Alive. Prophecy and Painkiller. It's just I, I I don't know. There's something incomplete about it. Like like there should be another disc or something. You know, yeah, it's it, forgettable, it, man. It's something it, I never listened to. Yeah, you know, and I think I listened to it once and, and probably haven't gone back. And it was you know had nothing to do with uh, the quality of it, but it just I don't know. It just seemed unnecessary. Uh, but the funny thing is, they won their first Grammy. This shows you how fucked up the Grammys are. They won a Grammy for this album for Dissident Aggressor. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, you know, for, for a song that came out, you know, in 1977. They should have won it for that version. Yeah, yeah, in 1977, but I think Metal Album of the Year went to fucking John Denver in 1977. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, so it, it's one I would have to really revisit to give an honest review of, but I, I don't remember it grabbing me all that much. But then we go into the first album without K.K. Downing, and that is Redeemer of Souls, this one featuring uh, Richie Faulkner, the incredible Richie Faulkner, in my opinion. I, I love this kid. I, I, I love this kid, and I, I think he brought you know great fire and, and fury. And uh, the thing is, you know, a lot of people, oh, God, he's trying to look like K.K. He looked like that before he joined the band. Yeah. They, they just happened to pick him. Before this, he was playing with... Uh, Steve Harris's daughter. He was in, uh, in in her backing band. This, but this kid is just amazing, you know. And to me, he's not a Tommy Thayer. He's not trying to dress like KK. He already looked like that. He already had the straight hair. He was already blonde. You know, he didn't dye his hair black like Eric Singer. You know, to look that like Peter Chris. Yeah. You know. Uh, but he came in here and it was a shot in the fucking ass. You know, which I'm sure Rob enjoyed. You know, um, I think this is, there's some great songs on this album, but I kind of feel it, it it's, it's like a kitchen sink record. 
Like, everything was thrown in here. I mean, in my opinion, there was already too many tracks to begin with. And then they put out the EP with with five songs that were, uh, you know, left off the album. And then, you know, it got, you know, the version I got, it's 18 fucking tracks. Now, some of these tracks deserve to make the cut and some of them don't. I think if, if they would have trimmed the fat on this to like a 10-track record, they really would have had a masterpiece. And, I mean, there's some really good songs on here, but in the state it's in, uh, it, it's, it's not a bad album, but they needed to trim the fat. But it, to me, it was a welcome return after Nostradamus to a, a more classic-sounding uh, priest record. I mean, I remember the first time I heard Dragon on, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. You know, Halls of Ahala is a, a great song. March of the Damned, I love a lot. Uh, you know, there, there, there's some really good songs on here. There's just too many songs that don't deserve to make the cut. What do you think? Well, I, I really do enjoy this album. Uh, I will say I, I like Nostradamus and uh, Angel Retribution more than this album, but it's not saying that the album's bad. I, I just think it's uh, it's a strong album. It is a strong album, but it's not as memorable. Is right. the best way I can say it. <clears throat> but there's some cool D tracks. I like Crossfire. I liked um, Secrets of the Dead. I thought it was really good. I love March of the Dan. That's a great yeah. taking a chance type song. Walls of Valhalla. Hail of Valhalla is very power metal. Um, Dragon Alt is classic priest. Title track is awesome. Um, I thought the Five Souls EP was weak. You know that one was like, yeah, I can understand how these songs didn't make it uh, right. on the on the actual album because I do have the same version you have, and I have the Five Souls EP on uh, vinyl because I, you know, I like the whole act. And right. but um, and, but you know, honestly, I really don't listen. I, I that's what I should play after we're done doing this because I don't listen to that EP much. But as an album, I, I dug it. I dug the tour. <coughs> they were kind of celebrating the anniversary of Defenders too. <coughs> but um, I, I dig it. Cold Blood is a pretty cool track. And um, but yeah, it's not it's not like memorable, memorable. But as a whole, I dig it. I listen to it and I like it. I'm just not gonna, you know, praise it. It has its moments. It has. Its, amazing priest tunes and then it has songs that are like they don't suck but they're not like it's kind of like you know i didn't say this before but like you know rock hard right free you know it's right, like, right. i don't hate the song but it's not like wow and right. there's you know there's other songs i can you know pinpoint with priest that i like them but i don't love them and that's how i feel about this album and um boy but then i feel totally different about the next one which well, I feel is the best album. We, we got something in between there. Do we? And, and that is the live album Battle Cry. Uh, I don't own that. I have it on Blu-ray, though. Right. Uh, live at Bakken. How, how's Blu-ray? Great. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, this is another one. It's it's a little bit longer than uh, than uh, a live, uh, Touch of Evil Live. But... Uh, Again, like, is it that necessary after you just put one out? Uh, you know, and, and, but this song selection, you got Battle Cry, Dragonaut, Metal Gods, Devil's Child, Victim of Changes. 
Halls of Valhalla, Redeemer of Souls, Beyond the Realms of Death, Jawbreaker, Breaking the Law, Hellbent for Leather, The Hellion Electric Eye, you got another thing coming in Painkiller. I mean, it's a pretty good set list, and uh, to tell you the truth, it's one I, I, sh I should revisit. I, to tell you the truth, I don't even know if I've ever listened to it. Uh, I know I don't have the Blu-ray. It's one of those I've got on my wish list on Amazon that I haven't got yet. But uh, it just seems like, you know, too soon. Too soon after Touch of Evil Live. But who knows? If I watched it or listened to it, I could change my mind. But uh, right now, you know, either one of us have too much to say about it. Yeah, I, but, don't, I really don't. I mean, I enjoyed the Blu-ray, but I watched it just a couple times. Right. Well, and one of the times is like clean around the house, so it's not like I even right, watch. like background music. Yeah. All right. Well, Ralph, why don't you take their latest album, 2018's Fire? <laughs> oh man, this one's just mind blowing. And I was a little afraid uh, when when I first heard the song Firepower. Um, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know about this song. I mean, it's you know, it's yeah, you know, painkillerish, but you know, I, I just. I'm not that big of a... I still am not that big of a fan of Firepower. Not a terrible song, but it's whatever. But when I heard this full song from Mr. X sent it to me, um, and we reviewed it, I was just floored how amazing this album is and how it's like, wow, where did they get all this fucking, uh, you know, classic priest sound that... You know, I mean, as much as I love Angel Retribution... I mean, there were, it didn't really, I didn't listen to that album going, wow, this sounds like, you know, definite uh, 80s Priest or 70s Priest. I just felt like it was an album that represented all Priest. Where right. this one has this, man, times defense. I, I don't hear any 70s Priest on here, actually, which is weird how much I love it. But man, when I listen to something like Flamethrower, I'm like, dude, that shit's total Defenders or Screaming. You know, then you hear something like Spectre, and it's like, well, that's pretty original for them, you know? Right. And Trader's Gate is just fucking amazing, and the best is No Surrender. But right. I love not, Lightning Strikes, Evil Never Dies, Never the Heroes, good little twist and turn tune. Um, I even like Lone Wolf, you know? That one's yeah. kind of uh, a little Sabbathy a bit. Um, sea of Red is cool, and... Children of the Sun, Necromancer. I, I, I dig the whole fucking album. And I feel it's the best album they've done since Defenders. I like it more than Angel Retribution and Painkiller. Wow. Uh, I absolutely love it. I was kind of like you when I when they did that little teaser of Firepower. I, I wasn't sure. You know, I was like, eh, it seems like they're they're treading water here. Yeah. But, that, but then when I heard the full song... Uh, and then when I saw the album cover, I still don't like the album cover. Uh, album cover's too screaming for Benzenish. I, I I don't know. It just it, it's to me, the it's, same colors, you know. Yeah, and it's it's not enough. I, I I don't know, but I mean that that you know that's surface gripes, you know. And we both agree that the new priest logo, you know, with the you know the T being the fucking uh, yeah. you know that it's too busy. You're absolutely not right. A fan. Not a fan. They, they need to go back to the original. But we're talking about the music here. And for a band this long in the fucking tooth. But I was excited. When I knew they were going to have not only Andy Sneap, but Tom Allman involved in the production on this, I was like, that's a good sign. That's a really good sign because that's what this band needs is someone to say no. 
And, you know, and then I was surprised, you know, when I saw how many songs were on it, I was, that scared me a little bit, you know, because I'm a big fan of the rule of 10, you know. There shouldn't be any more than 10 songs on an album. Well, this one proved me wrong. Even though I still think there's there's a couple tracks that could have been cut off of here. Uh, it, it's not bad. It's it's not as much as a, as a kitchen sink album as Redeemers. Uh, I, I mean, I was just blown away how good this was. You know, for I mean, consider the circumstances. You know, you, you got Glenn, who can basically write, but can't, you know, perform as much as he did. And then... And who knows what we'll find out years from now, how much he actually played on this album. And I, I, I don't want to start rumors. Maybe he did play a lot on it. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. All I know is the end result is Judas Priest. And it's amazing. It, it sounds like Priest. And it's Priest, you know, doing what Priest does, taking it to another level, experiment. There is different shit on this. And there's shit that's classic Judas Priest. And this tour was just phenomenal, man. Oh, when they played Spectre. Oh, man. And Traitor's Gate. And and, and I, I agree, no surrender. I mean, talk about a modern Priest classic. That, I mean, to me, that's right there, you know, with songs that are quintessential Judas Priest that I'm burned out on. You know, like Breaking the Law, Living After Midnight, You Got Another Thing Coming. I mean, it, it's that fucking catchy. And, and I played the shit out of it. I'm still not sick of it. And, man, I, I, I mean, if that song would have came out 20 years earlier, or 30 years earlier, imagine how big No Surrender would be. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that would just, that would be just as popular as their, as their most popular songs. But, uh, so inspirational to see a band this long in the tooth. I mean, really, what band that, that's been around this long is putting out an album of this quality? Like, I, I know you're a fan of Monster, but compare this to Monster. No, <laughs> not even close. Right, right. And, and, and Monster's I, way better. Yeah, and, and, and what Sabbath did. <laughs> oh, you bitch. Uh, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, what Sabbath did with 13. And, you know, there's a lot oh, of bands. God, that was a lot of bands that are long in the tooth that put out albums that are either subpar or they're just passable. Where this, I mean, this, you can really tell they worked on these songs, you know. Uh, you know, a lot of thought into them, musically, lyrically. It's just mind-blowing, my favorite album of, of 2018, by far. It doesn't sound rushed at all. No, no, and uh, it's one of those, at first... You know, I was like, you know what? If this is the album they go out on, how perfect is that? But just to know that they can still do this and they're talking about doing another album, I'm all for it. Give it another try, man. Give it another... I mean, this definitely raised the bar. You know, they're really going to have to pull something out their ass to uh, to either, you know, be as equal as this or top it. I mean, that's a tall order. Uh, but fuck it, I say try it, man. If you're in your 60s and you can still do this, who am I to fucking doubt you? Because you already, you know, surpassed what I thought you were capable of. Uh, absolutely love it, man. That's why Priest is one of the, if not the greatest metal bands of all time. That they can pull off something like this. Like, listen to this fucking album. And then go listen to that fucking book of fucking soul shit. Oh my god. Oh yeah. my god. God, that, that ought to tell you all you need to know. 
They, they, they sound like fucking Kenny G compared to this shit. You know, an 18-minute song about a fucking blimp. Go fuck yourself, man. That song is terrible. Oh, man. I want I Give me fucking No Surrender, man. Give me No Surrender at, at, at fucking 2 minutes and 54 seconds. Kicks more ass than what the fuck they try to do in three days with that fucking song. Uh, just terrible. Ma- made it now. I got a lot of, you know, my best friend just went and saw the tour uh, and, and said it was amazing. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. Live, great. You know why? Because you're hearing the songs you want to fucking hear. You're not hearing their new shit. Their new shit is fucking... Oh, God, it's fucking terrible. And well, it's, I, I saw the tour, Ian, and let me tell you, it was fucking awesome. Right? You know what was better? The pre-show you and I saw. Oh. Hands that, down, a better show. Oh, that show was amazing. was amazing. And, and you know, to... to, to I, I mean, just that, that whole night was amazing to, to meet uh, Charlie and Daniela and, and all your other friends. And I, I got to meet Dave the Beast Spitz, man. That was fucking killer. What a what a magical night that was, man. That was just, it was incredible. It, you know, sitting there next to you and we had great seats and just like you and me looking at each other when like songs were coming like, wow, I can't believe they're playing this. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh Kill. Oh yeah, Star Breaker. Oh man, you know it was just like, wow. Here's a band that's just like fucking knocking out of the park. You know it was it was incredible, and that's why but priests are just so fucking amazing. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm glad you picked this one. This is gonna be a long episode, and I love it. It'll be a two part. You're gonna make this two parts. All right. Stretch it out, stretch it out. That, that's the kissing us. <laughs> We're gonna get all that fake money from you, goddammit. But uh, man, no, it was a great pick when I said fuck it, let's pick a band. Uh, you couldn't have picked a better one, man. I, I was happy to do this. A healthy discography where the good outweigh the bad. Oh fucking a, fucking you know, a. I mean, a band that makes this many albums, you gotta expect a couple clunkers. They all can't be perfect. And even their clunkers are better than a lot of other bands, you know? Shit. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather listen to Jugulator than uh, Final Frontier. <laughs> you fucking ain't right. Is that the name of it? Final Frontier? Oh, yeah, that was a horrible album. <laughs> Dance of Death. That, that fucking sucked. <laughs> that, that, oh. Dance of Death. Oh. Yeah, that was bad, too. That, that, was, that was one where the album cover fit the fucking album, man. Yeah, that was a terrible album cover. Fit it perfectly. Yeah. Wee. Wee. All right. Well, that is our Judas Priest discography. Uh, I guess now you're hearing part two of it. And uh, we're going to get back to those fan episodes. But uh, we wanted to record something in the meantime to keep giving you guys something to listen to. Right so, on. So what's coming next? I don't know, but you picked it. So if you don't like it, that's your fault. That's next week on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast.